0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda power. power.
1: I love the power. I love the power. I love the power. Rick, could you stop thumping? Whatever you're thumping there?
0: No, it's not me. It's the person in the office with me who's punching away. Ah, okay. We'll so just, we're just. just... We're just live on air, and all we can hear <laughs> is the keyboard smashing. Can we it
1: Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, all right, well, we, li- we are live, as you said, so um, we'll start off. Welcome to the Footy Port Adelaide Podcast Preview Show for Round 23 versus the Gold Coast Suns, the match we played on Saturday night at Warwick Capper Oval on the Gold Coast. Um, I'm Portia, and joining me tonight, as happens quite frequently, but I think it's for the last time for a little while, is uh, Fishing Rick. Rick, how are you?
0: Good. It is the last time for a little while. I'll be here, there, and everywhere for a while. So, um, yeah. yeah, probably the last one for a month. I've, I've sort of been a bit MIA the last couple of months, haven't I?
1: Shameful. Shameful.
0: Uh, well, that's why I recruited you to fill in for my inconsistencies, Porsche.
1: Yes, all right. I suppose I suppose it all makes sense, Rick. But, ah. um, yeah, <laughs> well, look, I mean, I guess you're picking a... A good time to sort of clear your mind of the 2016 AFL season. Um, it's yes. going to be a, a, a long off season, but you know, hopefully, we'll get some good news along the way. I don't know. What do you think? So. Of,
0: what do you think of the Warwick Kappa Oval? Well,
1: that's not what I was called. I just made it up. <laughs> it's Carrara, so yeah, or <laughs> Carrara, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe it
0: should be the Warwick Kappa Oval.
1: Look, I mean, I think it'd probably be more of a draw card. Uh, if it did have that name, because everyone likes Warwick Capper even if they hate him, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, There's not a single thing that he's done or that he has said that I think is a good thing, but it's still amusing. So, um... it's a bit, He's a bit like
0: Pauline Hanson of the footy world, isn't he? I was
1: actually going to say he's a bit like Donald Trump, but that's a scary thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's who's the bigger figure? Warwick Capper or um, oh, bloody mental blank, the Melbourne player? Uh, that did the, the, song. the song? Mark oh, Jackson. Mark Jackson. Mark, Mark Jackson.
1: Look, I I personally think we're at Kappa. Really. Worry? Yeah, I mean, I Jacko had his moment, but nah, Kappa for sure. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nah, look, Jackson, I, I mean, he was just, he was a blip, but he was just a regular, I mean, he really, he was just a loudmouth bogan and, and, you know, that you get them all yeah. the time. Warwick, Warwick Kappa was special.
0: <laughs> was, it, was it the tight shorts or was it his marking ability?
1: Um, it was the marking ability, but just the fact that he was like so epically 80s. Like, Mark Jackson, he could exist in a lot of different eras, but I mean, I can't imagine another Warwick Kaffer coming along in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, he was a bit of a thug, Mark Jackson. He's sort of like a, yeah. a, an AFL equivalent of Chopper Reed, really, wasn't he?
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, ignoring the thug and just going on the off-field personality... Um, I I think that really, if you're looking for someone that's a bit of a Mark Jackson, I mean, you know, Jason Acimanis is good at having a big mouth off the field and all that sort of stuff. He wasn't a thug with it, but you know, there's plenty of guys that have got a bit of lip. Um, is having a crack at me on the Spreaker chat. So if you want to have a crack at me, on, come on the Spreaker chat live. There's a link in the podcast thread on Bigfooty. Um, apparently my correct is a synonym for wrong and I choose the, uh, apostrophe correct pronunciation for things so thanks huh? I, I don't know I'm, I'm being called out for for not knowing how to pronounce carrara or whatever it is carrara is it carrara or carara or, uh, it's, ca-
0: it's carrara
1: it's carrara okay we'll go with that then. well let's
0: let's not let's not hold english grammar up on what i say because i'd be the worst person to rely on but come at us bro come on we're oh. up for the fight we've got we've got thick skin come on take us on
1: well, I mean, look. I mean, the thing that makes it super confusing is that it's Queensland, so anything that you might think is standard, you, just, you can't you can't assume that. You can't assume I, it.
0: I guess the other thing is, who really cares?
1: Okay, good point. Moving on. Um, hot topics this week. Uh, to- number one, I guess. I mean, there's a few, a little bit of news this week. Um, some of it's pretty good, and this is probably the sad one. Uh, is that Jay Schultz has been notified that he's been delisted. Um, So this will be his last game this weekend. He's getting a farewell game in the Gold Coast in front of five people and a dog. Um, Rick, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: I just think of shed a tear and I'm missing you. Is that Guns N' Roses? Not really. I think his time's up. I think he's been a great servant for the club. Probably went on one year too many, and I hope he goes out gracefully and retires and doesn't try to continue on and get the paycheck. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a shame. I think I like the uh, person that asked the question: Why didn't we announce it last week yep. at the, at the showdown? I think that would have been a great, unless that was Jay's call um, not to want to announce it. But I would have thought that would have been the logical time: showdown, Adelaide Oval. Um, chair him off and recognise him there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's left no stone unturned. And at least for Jay, we were able to get him into two final series, which is better than no final series over the course of his career.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, Jay Schultz, he's a, a guy that, look, I suppose a lot of us remember when he was a junior and hoping he might fall to one of our picks. Um, he didn't, unfortunately, and we drafted Stephen Salopec ahead of him. Um, he had a a bit of a rough start at Richmond. He had that period where I think he got drunk and got in a car crash and they lost their major sponsor, but they replaced the major sponsor with a better one, but that sort of had him on the outer there. And he had that brief period where I think Terry Wallace was trying to turn him into a centre-half back. But, um, look, since he's come to port, he has been the exact opposite of what you might have expected from his younger years in the AFL, and he's just been really dedicated. It's hard to imagine... Like he's the closest we talk about, you know, the, who's going to be the next Michael Wilson? And quite honestly, I'd say he's probably been the closest we've had to a Michael Wilson in terms of his dedication to return through some pretty awful injuries he's copped along the way and pretty big hits. Um, he's been a, a, right; he's right up there with Tom Logan, I suppose, in recent history um, for that being that sort of player. And um, it's a real shame we're certainly going to miss his kicking accuracy. Um, but if he's sort of falling apart, which you'd have to say he kind of is at this point. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to let him go, but he, he's obviously going to go. Um, what's your favourite Shorts moment, as asked by the Beard Amigos?
0: Probably that mark that was posted up on Big Footy today.
1: That yeah, was that an awesome mark. Could...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be mine.
1: Yeah. Um, I look Yours? At I can't think of one off the top of my head. I didn't do a research for this, but I, I think any time anytime you get the, anytime he took a mark and he was not on the boundary line, was a great Schultz moment because he was so accurate. He was so focused on on kicking the goal from a set shot. So that's my Schultz moment. It's a bit of a cop-out, but, I mean, that's my treadmill moment too. My treadmill moment is when you could see the ball going towards him and you knew he was going to mark it. For me, that's the Schultz moment. He's taken a mark and he's lining up because he was just so, so accurate um, compared to every other Port Adelaide player um, during his tenure. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Let's let's not let's not derail this podcast so early.
1: All right, we'll move on to good news. What? Ah. Darcy yes. Burne, Darcy Vern Burne- Jones contract extension to the end of twenty eighteen.
0: Is that good news?
1: I'd say so. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Ha-
0: are you happy with that?
1: I'm very happy with that. It's the right quality of player um, for the right contract length for the time in his career. It's one of the few good contract calls so far. Um, it's a good one.
0: Well, I guess if Jake Need gets two, shouldn't Darcy Byrne Jones got got twenty years?
1: I was going to say it for later in the podcast, but I mean Jake Need's two-year contract extension right now is looking like the most luckily timed contract extension in the history of AFL, um, <laughs> <laughs> and really it is. It uh, anyway, yeah. Keep it on Darcy Byrne Jones. Let's keep positive, Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an. Well, I'm just comparing,
0: like. The chalk and cheese in the performance for the same for the same outcome, yeah. but um, I think it's great. I mean, he's shown a lot, and uh, it's amazing how you know this in terms of AFL experience. This no-name player mm. uh, at the start of the year is now a, you know a cemented in first twenty-two player, and I think his performance dropped off near the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, which I think is completely understandable. Uh, for his age and his role and his output. But, I mean, he's been been one of the reasons to actually pay an interest in Port Adelaide this year.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, Now, this is a guy that, um, on our podcast, uh, you would have heard Mission Possible carry on about, saying he reckons he's going to be really good. And um, you have to say it was a pretty good call by Mish, so um, good on him. And hopefully have a couple more calls, hopefully in the off-season, if we can corner him on it. Mm.
0: Um,
1: Next is the current news. Only announced later or earlier this afternoon is that this week. We will see debuts for two players: Riley Bonner, who we drafted last year, and Will Snelling, who we drafted in last year's rookie draft. Um, both South Australians. It's uh, pretty good to see them get a game. It's a shame it's the last game of the year, but there we are. Um, Ricky, excited about those two at least.
0: Would you? God, don't make me sound like a complete pessimist. Of course I am. You okay. would have liked him. To... You would have liked him in earlier.
1: Um, I would have liked Bonner in earlier, and I think it's strange to elevate Will Snelling for one game at the end of the year. Well, that comes uh, at a
0: financial cost to us, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it does. And like, I, I could see even promoting him if we decided to promote him mid-season or something like that, because he's doing probably almost well enough then. Yeah. Um, but for one game, I mean, why not just leave him on the rookie list and leave him there for next year and promote him mid-season when we get an injury, which will inevitably happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, see, it's great for him, so you know.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe maybe they just did the number crunch and worked out it's not that much of a financial impost and so uh, let's get him up. But I mean he dominated the last couple of weeks and, and last week, so he's definitely deserved his opportunity, probably a bit more than some of the others that have been called up in the past. So I'm really excited to see what he can offer.
1: Yeah, look, it's just a shame. And again, this ties into the Jake Need thing, and that we're bringing in a guy off the rookie list to replace a guy who we only just signed to a two-year contract extension. Like, really? Mm. Um, anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs> but they're they're all good you blokes.
1: They're all they good are, blokes. They're all good blokes. They're all they're all wonderful people. Uh, they're probably really nice to to people that meet them in the street, and um, you know, they they they're probably you know they do good charity work and all that sort of thing. It's probably all right
0: did you see um, did you see Chad Wingard's uh, social media post like shedding a tear over Jay Schultz going and no. how inspirational he is and yeah you I know, wish he was playing the game and hopefully the boys get up uh, I guess what these boys don't re- don't remember is if they worked a little bit harder for each other during the season some of these hard calls wouldn't necessarily be being made at this time of the year but um, oh. yeah so I-, I couldn't help it I had to.
1: I, I'm i going to disagree with your call there, Rick. Really? But yeah, yeah. <coughs> I don't think hard work should prevent calls on players whose time has come.
0: No, but, but I'm thinking that um, if they worked a little bit harder for yeah. themselves together as a team, yeah. uh, this may not have been his last game. For Why would ball. it not? Why would
1: it not? Because, have
0: been? because we might have been playing finals, and oh, okay, uh, well yeah,
1: sure. But...
0: So there would have been more games to play, but... and who knows if Jay if Jay played a blinder three game final series if we didn't, you know, if we made a preliminary final and kicked twelve goals in the finals, you know, maybe well, we, would everyone would, everyone would have gone. Mm, maybe he's worth rolling the dice for another year.
1: Fair enough. Just on the Spreaker chat, Power808 has quickly pointed out how bad my memory is. He's pointed out that Selling didn't play for a big chunk in the middle of the season. I'm obviously remembering early season as mid-season, so that's fair enough. Yes. Um, I think that if this wasn't a farewell game for Jay Schultz, I don't think he'd be playing this week, quite honestly. Um, I think Butch would come in, realistically, but I guess Butch has his card marked, Um, and so schultz is getting a run i mean it's pretty obvious from the the two ins and that we're keeping jay schultz in the side after you know some pretty indifferent form um that this is a a throwaway game like we're actually treating it like a throwaway game so that's a a bit disappointing i suppose from a fan perspective because obviously you know there's port fans on the gold coast and in queensland that'll probably be thinking yeah let's go see port and just it's this is the third year in a row we've played the gold coast suns after around 20 in, in in queensland um it's pretty disappointing for a Port fan in south-east Queensland right now, I'd imagine, but there you go.
0: Yes.
1: Mm. All right, well, look, we'll move on to the scheduled... Uh... Oh, no, there's one, one more question from Craig Jones on Spreaker Chat, which we are not addressing later, so we'll cover it now. Um, what do you think about um, Boomer Harvey being dropped by North Melbourne?
0: Interesting. I, I thought he probably did enough to continue on, but I could see also with um, North Melbourne's ageing list, Um, that you know they need to churn a little bit more, so I guess the million dollar question is will Boomer Harvey play on?
1: Well, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? But where I'd hope
0: for his sake, for for 21 years, you know, he's played why for to eke out another season at a foreign club and you know a new culture and something you might not adjust to, I mean. Why not just accept it that it's time to go? And he's going out and still in good form and, you know, it's a good way to go. But, you know, I'd probably, uh, with our poor small forwards, I'd probably take him for a year just because his professionalism could teach our boys a little bit, thing or two, I reckon.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I agree. And it kind of makes me think of um, the Chad Corns and Dean Brogan retirements. Um, in that they sort of moved to GWS, but it was always moving to GWS with the prospect of moving into a coaching role after the yeah. career was done. And I wouldn't be too surprised if Harvey went for an option like that. So that could see him move into state. It could even see him move to Port Adelaide, which I'd be pretty stoked about. Um, So if he had like one more year on the the senior list and then he moved into a development role and then into a Ford's role, which was actually a question that came in earlier, then I think there'd be a pretty good progression for him at whatever club he chooses to do it at. So you'd think that someone like Gold Coast or GWS will be throwing a big chunk of money at him just because he brings so much experience on the field. Um, And he's got that name behind him and hopefully it'll help in retaining a few players for them. So I'd imagine he'll be going north if he travels outside of Melbourne, but you never know.
0: Well, we're in the market for some uh, something different, so you never know. And I think he's, he would fill in uh, a bit of a niche for us that we probably are a little bit deficient on.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I, we've got uh, Jimmy Beercan saying that he reckons it would be ridiculous for us to take him, but I, I don't agree. I think that he would add something different to our forward line. Um, and more than that, like, he he's got a fantastic wealth of experience behind him and he, more importantly, he's the player that has most consistently torn us apart through all of our current style of game plan where we run around like chaotic idiots. So uh, he'd have to know. He has, must know something.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I could see him fitting at Port just for a mm. season. I'm not saying sign him up for five years, but, uh, yeah, just for one season as a small forward because we don't really have a small forward. I mean, Will Stelling's not a small forward, is he? No,
1: no, he's not. Um, we've got, I suppose it really depends on what we do with guys like Carl Amon um, and Jarman Impey. And of course, Chad Wingard's going to come back. Um, but yeah, you're right. And I guess Jake Need. I suppose, five minutes ago, you know, um, we were just talking about him. But, uh, you know, you take Burma Harvey over Jake Need for the next two years anyway, any day of the week, I'd reckon.
0: Absolutely.
1: Which, it's not that I don't like some aspects <coughs> of Jake Need's game, but he's just not producing. At the level that we need him to, if we're going well, to be anything near a final side. As a
0: small forward, um, Boomer Harvey would still get, what, 15 disposals and average a goal or two two goals a game. Yeah, about Even, that. even at his age. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to influence the game more than a, uh, a Jake would.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got um, Ryan Pillar also coming up on the uh, Spreaker chat and he's saying, what is going on? No, please. He's ancient. Uh, And Power808 has said, uh, it'd be good to have role model senior players on our list who aren't Justin Westhoff and Nathan Cracker, which is a tough call, but um, it would be bringing back, like honestly, if you're going to talk about teams that play Port Adelaide football, I mean, North Melbourne is probably one of the ones that is a bit more like it, um, what we would call traditionally Port Adelaide football, which we haven't seen for a long time um i don't know look i'd be okay with it but if we don't do it i'm not gonna cry any tears about it and i, I don't think anyone will but um i'm so su- yeah. i'm surprised
0: ryan's such an ageist so discriminatory <laughs> you yeah. ageist ryan you're such an ageist man what are you gonna you're gonna get rid of portia and me next because we're old
1: yeah.
0: well, <laughs> so, speak speak say, so speak for yourself rick
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's rough um Jimmy Beerkans has said that we're on crack, which um we'll move on. Um to the last time they met, which is uh the game last year that we started talking about. Uh we played at um Carrara Carrara? Carrara, Carrara, the Carrara. I'm gonna get this wrong forever now. Um the game we won, Port Adelaide kicked twelve goals sixteen eighty eight, uh defeating Gold Coast seven goals nine fifty one for a thirty seven point margin. Um the first quarter we kicked two goals six to two goals two, uh which was really the closest at got uh, the whole game oh, the final quarter we sort of messed around a bit um, we basically won in the two, the second and third quarters four goals to two in both of those um, the Rucks uh, Zach Smith was smashed by the combination of Matthew Lobby and uh, Paddy Ryder um, uh, goals Carl Ammon kicked three and I guess on the back of his nice goal last week maybe we can hope for him to kick a few more um, and ironically Charlie Dixon was Gold Coast's highest scorer against us with three so um, that's a turnaround and uh, You'd have to... Look, honestly, that game... I think that we're just going to see a repeat of it, realistically. I just don't think Gold Coast... In fact, anything, we should probably win by more. Um, And also, the other thing I wanted to call back to is, like, do you remember this time last year when we were feeling pretty positive about our second-team midfielders? Yes. (laughs) We were. We were feeling really good about it.
0: (laughs) I was at this game.
1: Oh, okay. What's your recollection, Rick?
0: I... Didn't like how they had an exclusive members area only for Gold Coast supporters. So, yeah. like, like a drinking area. So they had an allocated drinking area but underneath the grandstand, but you had to be sold like a game day village sort of thing. But you had to be a Gold Coast member to get in. Otherwise, you're shunted to the crappy locations, and it was like, oh, well, I was going to spend some money here, but screw yous. But, uh, and I sat with crazy Big Al and Phil and uh, I was probably a bit harsh on Big Al. He hasn't really spoken to me since then. He was Aww. such a, he's such a sensitive guy. I was just cracking a few funnies and he didn't like it, but the game was a bit slippery. It was wet that game. So, uh, and yeah, we were just too good for them. We, uh, we had a bit more class around the ground and. Our dispos- disposals were up, and I reckon Sam Day was a little bit fiery that game as well, and a bit narky, and uh, mm, was yeah. getting in a bit of biffo. So um, yeah, but I don't know. I just I think this game's going to be completely different to last year.
1: Well, I just you make a good point there about Sam Day because that actually was an across the field thing. Uh, statistically, we dominated tackles, eighty-one to fifty-eight. Um, we also led comfortably in inside fifties and contested possession. Which you know the stats sometimes they tell the story, and I think they kind of did in this game. We just were. A bit harder at it. We cared a little bit more than they did, and I think we're probably going to have the same situation this week. Um, with certainly with Jay Short's retiring or delisting or whatever else you want to call it, um, and with two new guys coming in the side, you'd have to think that we were a pretty good shot. Um, particularly with Gold Coast's, you know, the injury list and the news also that uh, Yegor Mara is going to nick off to another club, which is just wonderful. The news, the good news, just keeps on coming for Gold Coast Suns fans. It's really nice that they've replaced Frio in that regard um yeah
0: it's interesting though i heard a story last week on the radio yeah they reckon um dr peter larkin was saying his knee is really really dodgy so he yeah. had the same patella injury as um, michael long and uh one other person it's pretty rare but they, those guys had it at the end of their careers and uh, so you, you didn't really know the recovery influence of it because they retired so for him, however, at such a young age, yep. um, is it going to really be a impact for him going forward?
1: Look, it's really sad to think that he might be, you know, the Gold Coast's equivalent of Bowen Lockwood and that he might, you know, hang around and have a bit more of an AFL career. But after such a promising start and junior performance, it just... Look, it's, 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 it's very sad to think that he might not be able to come back at a high level. Um, I suppose if you're looking for a, a realistic best case, I mean, he might come back, but he might be more a halfback than a midfielder. Mm. And It might take a few years to get through that. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're Essendon, you trade for him, wouldn't you? Realistically, you take that punt right now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And can we tell... I hope Mac is listening. Can you just stop crying over Jay Shields, man? You're a growing man. <laughs> How long are you going to cry for? <laughs> Honestly.
1: Tough it up, Princess. Look, it's going to be a, a crying off-season with Jay Schultz and probably um, John Butcher being delisted. Um, it's going to be a heartbreak heartbreak in Port Adelaide, but uh, hopefully there'll be some new loves drafted in the off-season. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> look, we'll move on to this week's game. Uh, again, at uh, Carrara Oval. God, I'm going to get that wrong forever. Carrara. Um, Carrara. Carrara. <laughs> Uh, the ins this week are Logan Austin coming back from injury, which is fantastic news. Uh, Riley Bonner and Will Snelling, as we mentioned previously. And the outs are, I think it's Camo O'Shea's out for Logan Austin. Jimmy Tumpus is out for Riley Bonner and Jake Needs out for Will Snelling. Um, So really, uh, Logan Austin's got good height. And his improvement on Joe shape. The other two are kind of like for like. Um, uh, except, of course, the two debutantes maybe will hopefully be on the rise as opposed to kind of stagnating or going backwards. So, um, Rick, how do you feel about those ins and outs?
0: <coughs> Sorry, I was trying to mute my microphone while I coughed. Um, did you guys shit-can Jimmy Tumpus on Monday night like everybody else? Or were yeah, you, you guys... pretty much. we said yeah. he was vanilla,
1: vanilla and not good enough right now.
0: So he's a bit of vanilla ice, is he? Um, look, I'm happy. I think that Cam O'Shea, see you later. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Tumpus, Jake Ney, well, they've still got contracts, so we can't say see you. Loving the the fact that uh, Logan Austin's come back in, and they're not uh, resting him or anything from his little uh, injury. So, I've been
1: seriously. You love that?
0: What that he's coming back in?
1: Well, that he's coming back in and not being rested with his little injury.
0: Well, it was only a cork thigh, but I suppose. Yeah, you know, it would have been quite easy to, uh, you know, just sort of play games and just not pick him for this year. But I've been so impressed with Logan. I think he's been – I think – because his form, from what I've read, didn't seem like fantastic in the SA NFL. It was serviceable, but what he's done in the AFL I think has been huge. So – and I'm really excited to see what Riley Bonner can provide off the um, halfback flank because I'm sure you guys spoke about it at length, so I won't talk about it too much, but – our lack of run coming from the defence was just obscenely noticeable, and you know I guess the problem we've got in a struggling season with the young defence as well is um, we lack. I thought we lacked a lot of courage last last game against the Crows, and yep. um, everyone into went into protectionist mode, um, you know, and just oh let's we'll just man up on our defender, not zone off, and not try and run and carry when we've got the ball. Um, so there was no adventure there. So I, I really hope um, Riley Bonner, Will Snelling, Darcy Burn Jones aren't set up for failure, um, and the team has drilled this week about being courageous with their run uh, off the off the half back line.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think that's certainly what Riley Bonner's come in for. Um, when we drafted him, we said oh, Riley Bonner was an upgrade on Camo Shea, so he's doing pretty well to manage that in one season. Um, it's oh god that's depressing uh yeah so hopefully you'll add that to the side and um we know that jimmy tumpus was trying to last week but it just didn't come off and if riley bonner plays halfway well i mean you'd have to think to some extent tumpus's days are numbered um apart from that uh now we've covered all the rest so let's move along the sun's changes are kind of nondescript i was going to I considered doing another Police Academy quiz with you, Rick, um, given the depth of knowledge mm. that both of us probably have on the Gold Coast mm. list, but uh, I won't do that. Um, in, you, should have, uh, you should have done it Star
0: Wars this time.
1: Oh, I was trying to think of one, but um, I couldn't think of one fast enough and I just thought, eh. Um, in, so Jesse Joyce, Mitch Hallahan, who comes via Hawthorne and he's played a few games, Darcy McPherson's in, uh, and out to Jared Harbrow, Sean Lemons and Jared Garlett. Uh, look, if you look at that Gold Coast side, it really is a bit of a wreck. Um, oh, just giving, the, I suppose, the big picture view, they've got a couple of okay midfielders, but they're worse than us, and we're not superb. Um, their forward line, they've got Tom Lynch and a couple others that bob up occasionally, and their back line, it's just, it's, it's okay. Um, but look, we'll go through segment by segment. Uh, the first one, now this is where I'm going to talk even more about Matthew Lobby, um, which is going to be the ruck matchup, which is Matthew Lobby versus Keegan Brooksby. Now, he's in his seventh game in this match, uh, and I went through a couple of stats. I thought, first of all, you'd have to think that against a guy who's only played, sorry, this would be his eighth game, um, who's only played eight games, you'd think Matthew Lobby would have the edge. But Rooksby had three marks last week and has had possessions in the teens in six of his seven games. Um, That's something Lobby hasn't done once in seven games this year. Uh, and then I went through and did some stat checking and I realised that, in fact, Matthew Lovie has had more than 10 possessions in only 43% of his games since debut. The most in a season is 13 out of 21. Um, for comparison, Max Scorns at 58% and Nick Naitanui is at 67%, um, which is a lot. So I just wanted to mention that Lovey's not getting the ball and that he's quite possibly going to be beaten around the ground by a guy in his eighth game. So we'll see how that goes. Um. <laughs> what,
0: I think. What did you say? You, you're disappointed. I think you're not alone.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening, Rick. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I've sort of gone on about Loby ad, ad nauseum. So, yeah, I mean, me
1: too. But I just—it's getting worse the more I look into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the. Oh God, I mean. I guess if someone if someone's going away in the pre-season on a holiday, it should be then the club should be saying, well, buyer beware, mate. If we get a rip-cracker deal and you're not here and you're just gallivanting around on holiday and we want to trade you, see you later.
1: Um, it'd, be, it'd be nice to be able to do that, but realistically we can't. If he doesn't want to move, he's not going to move. So that's that.
0: Money talks.
1: Yeah, but who's going to put the money in? He's already getting the money. So, you mm. know. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the midfield matchups, um, the top two is probably took Miller and Aaron, Aaron Hall. They're okay. Um, and I had a look at their stat list for last week, and they are the only two that had more than twenty possessions for the Gold Coast side. Uh you have to think we'll smash them there. Uh, forwards, Tom Lynch is good. He's kicked sixty-five goals for the year. Uh, it's a long way to second place with Brandon Materia and Peter Wright in the thir- in the twenties. Um, and it's really uh, they, look they've got some. They they could shock, but they've only won six games for the year. Um, mm. And there's a reason for it, so it's it's not entirely surprising. It's Tom Lynch,
0: good mates with uh, Kenny as well, and Dixon.
1: <laughs> that would be a bit rude of us, wouldn't it? But um, he might. Uh-huh. Be. Who you, knows?
0: You wouldn't put up an argument, though, would you? You wouldn't you wouldn't get all morally correct and go, "Oh, we couldn't take Tom Lynch from Gold Coast after we took tarly Dixon." Well, of course, I wouldn't know,
1: but my my main concern would be that that would be another draft you would be sacrificing for a short term result. So that would be that would be my only concern. But if we got draft picks back through other trades, that'd be okay. Mm. Mm. Um, and then as far as the defense, it's look, it's a serviceable defense. Um, they're okay. The um, I suppose Cade College is, is I personally, I think he's at the top of their list of uh, good defenders. Um, but I don't think there's anything that we should be too concerned about. It would be nice if we had a Charlie Dixon or a John Butcher against this defence because I just don't think Jay Schultz is up to it. But hopefully, who knows, maybe we have seen him get reserves from nowhere before and hopefully he might be up to it and uh, come out and have a good game. Uh, Rick, I guess the game in general, the next question is, should we be concerned about Rodney Ede as a coach? Uh,
0: hmm. He's very tactfully uh, astute. Um he's twenty years ago he was doing some good things with Sydney. Yeah. So if he can bring back that form from twenty years ago, potentially.
1: So what you're saying is no, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he could do he could do something that we just are notoriously bad with at handling, which is and he's known to doing this sort of shit, is getting every player and just putting it in our defensive fifty. And then just running the ball out. I mean, he was the one that created the super flood in the first place. So, And as we saw with Melbourne, we have no plan B. And if there's 18 players in our 50 metre arc, we'll still just kick it long to a one in six contest, hoping that that one will mark the ball or keep it in a pack situation to get a clearance. So who knows?
1: I think the reality is that they're going to have to at least um, put on the implied pressure um, so they can't afford to just sort of flood or anything like that. Because, um, you know, we are good enough if there's no one near us. Every, every side is. That's, you know, that's how it mm. is. Um, and I guess the next question that we always ask is, does either side have the psychological advantage? And quite frankly, it's Port. Gold Coast is terrible. We've won a couple of times up there. Um, yeah, port, <laughs> port should win. And so
0: is it a competition of who's going to be the most mentally fragile?
1: Um, no, because I think that they will win that one. I think the real, I don't think it's about mental fragility, but I think the fact that the risk factor for Port is that obviously, looking at our selections, we've checked out for the season. Uh, and we're thinking about Mad Monday already. But the reality is that they've been, probably been looking forward to Mad Monday for a lot longer than we have. So, um, is it fitting that
0: they play in the Gold Coast for their Man, Mad Monday celebrations?
1: Well, I don't think they naturally would be there in on Monday because the game's Saturday night, so they'd usually fly out on the Sunday. Um, so, But if they decided to stay there, and you could certainly understand it. But I guess after this kind of season, you'd sort of be thinking, I don't know that I like the look of that. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Anyway, Fringe Force 5 for this week, the last one for the year, because I was only going to do more if we make finals and we didn't. Um, so bad like other people we're not going to discuss more. Uh, It's Brendan Archie, who uh, he's he's named as an emergency this week from memory. Um, And of course, he was originally drafted in 2011. He's in the same age bracket as Chad Wingard, Tom Clurry and Jimmy Tumpus.
0: Okay, where would you rate those in order?
1: Uh, As spoken, Chad, Tom and Jimmy. And I guess I'd have Brendan ahead of Jimmy. There,
0: so Chad, Tom, Brendan, Brendan, Jimmy. Jimmy, Yeah, I'd go with that.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, he's had a pretty poor year, except for that one game against Brisbane when he had a bit of space and time. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like he might be a possible out this offseason. Um, and it'll be interesting. I think this is the first game that Brendan and his brother Callum will be playing against each other as well. So there's something of note. Um, if you hear Archie cheese a lot, don't assume it's ours. It could be theirs as well and quite probably will be. Um, oh, sorry, he's not playing, is he? Oh, what am I saying? I'm an idiot. No, he's an emergency. Well, if he came in, it'd be good. But otherwise, I guess we don't. I guess we might never see the Archie versus Archie. Who knows? What well, uh, you, re- you reckon he's gone? Well, I think he might be gone from us, but he might end up somewhere else. So I guess I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you, do you think he's going to stay on the list for another year? He's, he's been around for a while now. Well,
0: I guess how many are we going to churn? I mean, what are we going to and what are we going to get for him? I mean, let's face it. If we we're just going to delist him, we're not going to get anything for him, are we? So I don't think we'd delist
1: him. I think we'd be able to trade him.
0: <coughs> <some>. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, but what fourth, fourth rounder? I think I'd be hope Logan
1: Austin was a fourth rounder.
0: True, true. Um, good comeback. I uh, I don't know. I just I just think we're going to probably churn through so many players anyway. Yeah, you know, I could see eight or nine potentially going. Without even using his name, so does he maybe get one more? With and we pray that he actually comes good, or yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a shame because he he's got the goods there. I think to be an impact player mm. for us, but I think it's just upstairs. Um, obviously, he's just devoid of any self confidence over the span of a season because he just can't he just can't comprise a season together, but going by the highlights maybe we didn't play him in the right position maybe he should be played in ruck (laughs)
1: Um, I kind of think that what we've seen I think we've seen enough now of of Brendan Archer and I think my personal assessment would be that I think he's too good for the level below but I don't think he's quite up to AFL Um, and I think you'd have to have a huge turnaround to become a regular AFL footballer quite frankly um you could keep him on the list but he's already been on our list oh, two, three? Five. this is his fifth season on our list for any a few games and not looking like a positive he wasn't underage three, though. well no he was he was standard draft age for players drafted in his year he was a bottom age one admittedly but even yeah. then it's still four years um if you ignore but it's still five years of actual afl training and and development and all that stuff and I don't know, I, I kind of, if he had, had more of an upside in the later part of the season, I guess he could make more of a case for it, but... It's
0: frustrating, because, you know, I've had a bit of a relationship with Brendan, and he's just yeah. such an awesome guy, oh, and yeah. he's he's so well-spoken, you know, he speaks like a captain, if he could just convert that to on-the-field um, play, you know, he would be a great package, and he's such, but he's just such a great guy, and... Yeah, you know, so I'm biased. I, I would love to see him on the list for one more year, and hopefully he can turn it around. But I can see the I can see the facts are that he probably won't be. So um, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see.
1: I think he probably will be, but I, I probably wouldn't. But that's me. Oh,
0: you think it, you think he'll stay on?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I don't think we've moved past the good blokiness on our list, in certainly off field. Um, so no, I think he'll probably I think he will probably get another year, but I just don't know that he merits it but I guess we'll see. You never know. Uh, All right. Well, look, I guess we'll move on. Um, The Magpies have got the buy this week, which is super convenient. Um, So we'll move straight on to what everyone's been looking forward to since our season turned to shit, which is the questions and comments from the forum (laughs) and Spreaker. Yeah!
0: Yeah. My Uh, favorite bits! Yeah! Yeah!
1: Dance party. Um, first up is one for me, so just hang in there, Rick. You can answer it too. Um, Needs gravy has asked, "What is Porsche's depth chart for key forwards at Ports next year?" Um, my depth chart from top to bottom: Dixon. I've got in brackets Paddy Ryder if he's played up forward. So if he if he does play at forward, I think he's probably would be my second. Third would be Howard, and then after that is anyone we bring in. So I'm Portia Land. I'm getting rid of uh, Schultz is going. Off's going, Butcher's going. Would you trade Butcher? Oh, if I could get something for him, yeah. Same with Westhoff.
0: What, what, oh, sorry. Sorry, my apologies. I meant Westhoff. Would you trade Westhoff? The controversial question.
1: In a second.
0: And what would you take for him? If uh, For an in-a-second offer, you know, what would you be tempted and just go, yep, see you later?
1: If I could get a mid-late third rounder, I'd be pretty stoked. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so basically a pick under 40... Sure. Here you go. See you later. Bye, Justin. Thanks for the good times.
1: Yeah, I'd be all right with that.
0: Yep. Fair call. I would have hoped hoped for 25 and under, but I, uh, Uh, yeah.
1: Not at this stage in his career. He's been around since 2006 um, draft, so, you know. Um, But he he could be a a little asset to a team that just wants a, a third tall option up forward. I just don't think that we're in that situation now. Yeah, So I'd I'd be pretty happy to move him on, quite frankly. And how,
0: I mean, no offense to Justin, but how flaky was he in front of goals last week? It was just embarrassing.
1: (sighs) He's sort of come into prime Westhoff form. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't... But we're not Uh, here to slag off on him, so we won't. No, no, look, I mean, I think Westhoff for me is in the same category as how you can kind of understand why North Melbourne have got rid of Brent Harvey. Um, in that, I just think we're at the stage where it's like, well, what we're going to get out of him in the next couple of seasons isn't going to be worth enough to us to keep that list spot locked up that we could be developing young forwards in. Um, so that that's as much as anything. Ignoring the the inconsistency of his form, I don't. He's certainly not going to be around for an next premiership, and I think that we could be playing a, a young forward. I mean, Dougal Howard, I'd slot him straight into a West opposition. He won't perform as well straight away, but it's the sort of level of responsibility in the side that you should be playing a young player. You know, Mm. a guy with Westhoff seniority, he should be a regular performer. He should be right up there. And instead, he's still just a bit player and he has been his whole career. Um, So I I think that that spot... And that's the logic I've used for Brent Harvey, which is they're moving on Brent Harvey, not because he can't play, he can play. But they need to start looking to filling his position and using that position in the side to develop young players because uh, obviously they've got an aging list and sooner or later you've got to work out how to replenish it and that sometimes means you can um, make changes like that that maybe on paper you'd say oh, I don't know but they're better for the side long term yeah. I'm copying criticism from Craig Jones saying we can't list every tool we have available and Jimmy B Kansas said Dougal will hardly <laughs> play next year both of those might be true
0: well, remember, Dougal did his knee, so he will be out for the first half of the year.
1: Yeah. look,
0: Come, um, up, come at us, Craig. Come on, we're willing to take it. <laughs> we're not afraid. Uh,
1: on the Monday podcast, I mentioned that if you can afford to go in any position undersized, it's probably your forward line. Um, and if we got Brent Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, reality is I, I kind of feel that if, if we do make these changes, I mean, we can start building... Key credible key forwards, and assuming that one or two probably won't work out, um, then you can give them game time. I, I don't reckon. For me, I, this is this is where Macca and I differentiate. and I don't know what your thoughts are, Rick, uh, or thoughts of people on the speaker chat. But I don't think we are finals bound next year. But Macca wants us to make top four. What, <laughs> what's your thought? <laughs> oh, Macca
0: blesses cotton socks. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still crying. He's so emotional. He's still crying over Jay Shields at the moment. Mm. Um, look, it's it's really, really hard to judge because I guess we did have the cattle, but I think the cattle was mentally scarred. And I'll be very disappointed if we haven't traded out um, West Off and Broadbent because they're... Uh, um, they're just. I think they're just too inconsistent, and they're really the epitome of um, of our sufferings as a football club. So, I guess with right with some of the name players that we've got, I just look to be honest. I think it's kind of come down to who we recruit in the coaching box. Uh, I still maintain 2015 uh, where we didn't have the injuries. We were pretty much out coached for a chunk of the year, and I. This year, the injuries have just really exaggerated our ineptitude on the field. Um, but, yeah, if we can get some gun coaches and we can show that we've implemented something new in the preseason, we might be a chance for top eight. Otherwise, uh, we'll be having a beer in the bar together going, yeah, what a bummer, another year out of the finals.
1: Yeah, look, um, I kind of feel... That our list has been overrated, and I'll explain why. Um, and that's because when you look at the incoming, like if you look at the trade periods for Ryder and then the one for Dixon, um, pretty much every port supporter was on board there. Uh, and the reason was it was so obviously, so obviously, obviously addressing a weakness in our list. Um, and the fact that that weakness is so obvious and it's in two of the most vital positions, in my view, but two of the most vital positions in a side to fill. Um, and then we still have areas elsewhere on the ground where we're kind of thin. I mean, you look at our defence now with I'll probably being the next one to disappear. Um, that defence is looking a bit, mm, as far as talls. And the midfield is still okay, but it could always be better. Um, I just don't think... I don't think we... We might make top eight if we play out of our skin again and yada, yada, yada. But I really feel we should be in a list-building period myself. But that's me. Um, And it's also a lot easier for me to say that living in Melbourne and not having to go to all the home games in which we might play as badly as this year. So um, I understand if people have different views. Um, On the Spreaker Chat, Scott S has actually said I'm dead on, which is nice. People rarely agree with me on Spreaker Chat. (laughs) Um, Ryan Piller has said we're not finals worthy next year. And Scott S has also said that Westhoff Lobby and Broadbent must be traded and hopefully Hammer as well, um, which... I, I don't know. I don't know. If there's a ah. consensus on it. I don't think there is a consensus <coughs> on it, but I think it's a not uncommon view on the forums at the moment.
0: I don't think we'll get. I would trade Hammer, but I don't think we would be able to trade Hammer. Not with the size of the te- and the length of the contract. Um, I think we've got more chance of being able to offload Westhoff and Broadbent than Hammer, and that's why I've proposed those two players.
1: I would suggest that again. It comes down to where we see our list as being, um, but if we did. If we were looking to trade Hammer and we said we'll keep some of his amount in our salary cap, uh, which is something that you would do if you were list building, because you don't need your full salary cap for developing players, then that could be a way that he might be moved on. But again, it depends on what our perception of our list is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, we'll move along. Um, the Beard Amigos has asked, uh, Vickery or Doors? Past. It, I know, it's the most depressing question this week, so I'm going to move past it. Um, Papagallo uh, has asked who would you choose between butcher and Westhoff to kick for your life from 30 meters out directly in front?
0: Butcher because it'd be more euphoric if he kicked it
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I kind of think that, I think that's it. for me I think that's probably the choice as well. Um, but I do think that if it was the question was you know who would you choose between these two uh, running sideways to the goal from the pocket? Um, you pick Westhoff every time,
0: even though Butcher did it in the last game he played. Remember, did that snap that dribbled along the ground and
1: yeah, yeah, like that's the Westhoff special. If you're going to pick with, uh, the Westhoff special, that's it. So this is my
0: this is my indicator for a mentally weak weak player. Yeah,
1: right.
0: The ones that when they're not thinking can pull shit out of their ass and it's amazing, but when they're set. And have to execute, and they just can't execute. It mm. just shows they've actually got the skill, but they don't have the mental capacity to handle the pressure.
1: Yeah, could be. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, question from Ryan Pillar: uh, Would you chase Jack Revolt? Apparently, he's out of contract or something. Um, uh, uh. I, look, he's a, look, he's a really good player. I hate to say it, he's a really good player. Um,
0: Probably, because we need a
1: forward. Yeah. If if you had like if you if you asked Porsche four years ago, Hey Porsche, how would you like to see Port Adelaide with a kitty forward setup of Jack Rewalt and Charlie Dixon, I'd be like, Yeah, 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 that sounds pretty good. Um, it's just a matter of again, we'd have to look at stuff to move out to afford it. Um and again it'd also be another short term solution to our problem. And he's the same draft year as Travis Spoke from memory, which means he's what he's he's ten years and he's probably only got a few years left. Um He has stayed pretty fit throughout the journey, so he probably does have a bit longer um, to play. But the other reality is that, I mean, every Melbourne club will be going for him anyway, so I don't think we'd have much show in that regard. Yep. All right, next question. Um, Papagallo again. In which year will Gold Coast's population overtake Adelaide's, uh, given that we're already fifth and sixth?
0: 2018 when they have the Commonwealth Games.
1: Yep, I'll go with that. I agree. Um, the next question from Needs Gravy, ribs or wings?
0: I'll go wings. Yeah. But... Sorry, yeah? I was coughing. Uh, I've, I'm trying to get over this bloody cold I've gotten. It's just killing me. It all depends on the sauce though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, honestly, the sauce is far more important than the meat, quite frankly. If it's a good barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. I'd eat either. And if it's terrible barbecue sauce, I don't want either. So, mm. wrong question, Needs Gravy. Try again. Um, (laughs) so really it
0: should have been, what's your favorite sauce on ribs or wings?
1: Yeah. A really good spicy barbecue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about the, what about the, uh, and I'd love to hear what other people think too, The, you know how you can get the blue cheese sauce. Ooh, yeah. Do you like that?
1: I like it, but I don't know that I'd like it on ribs or wings. I've had I've had it
0: on on wings or like the chicken the the, the chicken drums like the mini ones where they break mm-hmm. the wings up, um, but I reckon you can you can get it wrong like with the balance and sometimes the the, the blue cheese sauce can taste a bit like vomit, but um, yeah. yeah,
1: look it, it, you got to know the balance you got to know the power behind that cheese. Um, Absolutely, blue cheese is so varying from type to type. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the next thing uh, I guess getting back to the Spreaker chat forum we have just on that Jack Rewalt question we have had a, a point from Ryan Pillar saying that rumours are flying about both Delidio and Jack Rewalt being shopped around that seems unlikely to me they're both very Richmond and they're both among Richmond's better players uh, regardless of how they feel about the coach I'd say that Damien Hardwick will be given the ask before either of those two are realistically moved on um, next question Warfy 1870 has a question for you Rick because I know nothing um, where's the best spot for fishing on the Gold Coast, particularly to catch Yellowtail, Kingfish, Bream, trevally, and Flathead? Right.
0: I would uh, get a charter boat okay. and and let them take you out. <coughs> Excuse me, as I cough again. However, the key to Flathead, apparently, I've never been but I've done a lot of research, but I haven't had time to do it. So you want the, the shallowish waters. So sort of to, like, we use Adelaide as a, an example, like your Thompson Beach or your Ardrossan Pine Point sort of area where it's tidal, and you want to fish it on an incoming tide in in low, a low amount of water, and you've got to have, like, a, a dual hook rig. So you've got to have, a like, a, a sinker and then, like, a cork to bring the line back up and then to drop your 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 hook back down and uh, to catch the flathead apparently it's but yeah I've been my diet this week's all been fish so uh, I've been eating a fair bit of flathead so awesome fish
1: good there you go (laughs) that's one of those areas where I know absolutely nothing I don't even know enough to fake an opinion on that so I hope that Wolfie got the answer he wanted Um, next question now that Port are definitely out is there a team in the finals that you're going to follow or do you just not care at all about football if Port aren't playing
0: What's your answer?
1: Um, I think I'm probably in the don't care about football at all without Port playing, but I'll go for whatever provides the maximum angst for the side that is playing in any given final.
0: Um, Well, I guess, considering I'm going away for three and a half weeks, it shows my interest in the AFL final series uh, this year. I don't really care, and I I must admit I'm much more looking forward to going to Nepal and... uh, taking a flight up around uh, Everest and checking that out and uh, and doing that and then going to the Singapore Grand Prix. Um, nice. It sounds a lot better than watching Bloody City or Hawthorne win the grand final game. I'd rather choke on my own vomit.
1: Yeah, it's not great, is it? But, um, no. No. Uh, next question is from Eddie Dingle, which was a bit long, so I've abbreviated it. Um, would last week's infamous banana incident have happened in the aftermath of Cyclone Yazzie when banana prices soared to $15 a kilo in 2011?
0: Of course it would, because she only chucked the peel, not the whole banana.
1: No, she chucked the whole banana.
0: Oh, I thought she only chucked the peel.
1: I'm pretty sure it was the whole banana, because the uh, the peel wouldn't have that kind of structure to it.
0: Ah, oh, well, who really cares? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess Port fans, um, we are popos, so the chances are we'd, ha- we'd probably have to be eating unripe bananas for five bucks a kilo instead of the yellow ones.
1: Yeah. Um, Craig Jones has said, and I think this is probably just back on that finals question previously, is he's going for Greater Western Sydney for the win. And I've got to say, like, it, I'm, I would be happy to, to hope that Greater Western Sydney wins any final they're in because I just want that to be a, a huge... Um, uh, Non swear wordy way of saying you deserve to lose to Greater Western Sydney, you pricks in the top eight. While we mm. have not had those draft picks that were given to them that were taken away from us when we came in, so Rrr. so definitely I want Greater Western Sydney to win as much as possible. Because... I'm
0: just di- <laughs> I'm, dis- I'm disappointed with this week's questions.
1: I thought there would have
0: been some more diverse, interesting questions than what we got there. portion. oh,
1: uh, I'm sorry, not or is, my
0: that, is that your selection?
1: Uh, I think there was only like two I didn't pick. There's one more, this is the last one. Uh, it's from Christoph, which is, which is a sadder way to spend the off-season, on the footy jumpers and graphic design forum, or on the QTSFA the forums? The what? Uh, the, the you know, the simulated football league thing, with the Port Swamp Rats, or the Alberton Swamp Rats, and so on.
0: Can I recommend maybe getting off the computer? If you're going <laughs> to do that, get off the computer, and... Start living your life somehow. Go fishing yeah. off the jetty, to- go fish off the beach, go for a walk on the beach, go, I don't know, go, well, well, just go for a walk.
1: As the question was, which of those two is the sadder, I guess you're going to say that they're both equally sad. Yeah,
0: very. Okay, Immensely.
1: Right. Take a look at <laughs> yourself, man. Surely. At least right. go to the Formula
0: One forum.
1: <laughs> okay, look, we'll move along a little bit. Um. Final wrap. Uh, we've got a couple more questions. And we might chuck it on. But anyway, who's your winning side and margin for the match? Uh, and your highest goal kick for Port Adelaide.
0: Port Adelaide, fifteen points. Jay Shields, five goals.
1: Gee, that's low. Um. Oh, Jay. <laughs> oh Mac is happy with that prediction. Um, uh. I'm going to say Port by about forty five and I reckon it'll probably be the leading goal kicker because it would annoy the, the crap out of me, and it's exactly the sort of thing he'll do. I'm going to say Justin Westhoff's going to kick four. Um, who's your immediate for this week for Port Adelaide? Snelling. Okay. Mine's Bonner. Have you got one for Gold Coast? I don't even
0: know the Gold Coast players.
1: Just say I mean, Calamarchie. Uh
0: Cal-Marchi. yeah. I'll,
1: I'll go Kalamachi too. Um, And what's your bet the house for this week, Rick?
0: Uh, well, I don't. I always get this. Uh, I misunderstand this one, don't I? Because I always go random. So I'm going to say Travis Boak to get over 30 disposals, a couple of goals, and play a blinder.
1: Okay, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say that Keegan Brooksby will double Matthew Lobby's possession count and he'll probably break even in hitouts. So you reckon
0: he's going to get six possessions?
1: At least. I reckon, I reckon he might even get 10.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> can, but, can, when, when's the last time Lobie got double-digit disposals? Well,
1: not this year, because um, I did go through the stats on that, um, because I'm a sad person that likes looking at depressing things. I think it was we only did it three times last year, um, and no times this year. And I, I guess
0: if I, if I could have any wish list... Yep. Matt Loby would be going with Justin Westhoff and Matthew Broadbent as well.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You just can't carry a guy that uh, has no impact around the ground in a game. It's you just can't not, these days, no. No, it's just not possible. And I'm sorry, Loby you might be a great guy. But um, yeah, unless you're going to improve your performance and, and get 15 disposals or something, or 12, um, you know, to go with maybe 20 hitouts, um, I just can't see how we can carry it. Let's go to the questions. What are the last two questions?
1: All right. So the last, we'll just do Ryan Pillars bet the house because he's put one in. Uh, he reckons Boke, Grey and Grey all, all get 25 plus disposals, which I believe. Uh, and reckons German for Port Adelaide is an immediate and Hall is for Gold Coast. Uh, what was the last question? Rick, what's happened to your vegan diet? We haven't heard much about it.
0: Yes. So it's been a challenge, actually. Uh, this week I, I've been on... Um... The fish. Uh, a five egg, egg white omelette uh, for breakfast, and then every three hours it's been one cup of green vegetables with a hundred grams of fish, and uh, for three meals. And the a break-up meal is two rice crackers and an apple. And I'm supposed to be drinking seven liters of water a day. And uh, and if I get home in a reasonable time and I get all my meals in sequence, I can get. Four tablespoons of uh, plain yogurt with six grams of berries and twelve grams of of cashews, and that equates to about four cashews and three berries. And um, so, uh, a mate of mine who's a bodybuilder has I'm on his regime, and so today I was at I've been as you can tell I've got a bit of a cold, and I've been struggling for energy today, and I I just thought it was the cold that was body eating me down, and then me and my mate in the office here, he's doing it with me, we looked up the calories and I think we're bloody on about 800 calories a day and I think that's why I've got no energy whatsoever. But um, So that's the challenge. But still no red meat and uh, I have been integrating a few days of no meat at all into my diet and just vegetables. But if you are looking for, to lose weight because we actually wanted to check it out, you know, your broccoli, your asparagus... Um, your zucchini, your cabbage—like there's only like 30 calories in a cup of those. So if you ditch, if you want to lose some weight, ditch the potato and the sweet potato, and just go the green veg. You can load up on it, and there's so little calories in it, it's not funny.
1: Yeah, I, I've got to say the one vegany thing that I do that's actually quite nice is the cabbage rice. You know, when you just shred the crap out of cabbage and eat it as rice. Um, yep. it, goes, it goes well with a nice curry. So you can not be vegan and still add these little things to your routine rather than adding, you know, yep. white rice to it.
0: And um, look, um, the other cauliflower rice is pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant, cauliflower, not cabbage. Cauliflower, oh, that's yeah. one with my brain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, cabbage, cabbage rice might be a bit soggy, but mm. um, cauliflower rice is quite mm-hmm. good. Put a bit of coriander in there. You can put a bit of turmeric in there, a yeah. little, little bit of curry powder or something if you want to give a bit more flavour. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, I'm about eight weeks now with no sugar. And, wow. um, yeah, it, so it does take a little bit of, a, obviously, an adjustment to, to get used to it. But, um, yeah, it was interesting because I had a business thing function at a place in the city this week, which was the same place we did it a month ago. And so the person who who maintains it, she was there a month ago and saw me this week and she was said it was amazing, like, how much weight I've dropped just by sort of sticking to that diet. So, honestly, I'm a big carbs fiend, bread, rice, potatoes, spaghetti, all that sort of stuff, but my body just can't process it. It just sits in my stomach and um, it's no good. And the other thing to think about too, you know, a mate of mine put me onto it who's a dentist, is uh, really got to work on the probiotics because 80% of your immune system is based around your gut health. So if you've got poor gut health, uh, that's going to affect your immune system. So, you should look at probiotics as well.
1: There you go. All right. We'll look yeah. that. That was informative. Macca might decide to cut it from the edit. We'll find out. Um, but, boo, um... Macca. Boo! <laughs> and I, I just want to say, Portia, thank you
0: for your contribution this year. It's been awesome. Oh, right. It's been awesome having you on. Uh, and the same for Macca and the same for all the other shows. Uh, it's been, It's. I've loved everyone's dedication. And uh, unfortunately, I guess I've been. MIA a bit more this year compared to previous years. So um, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm away until October now. So um, I guess sucks to be me or lucky to be me, one of the two. So um, yeah, we'll be. Uh, I guess we've got the. What do what we got coming up? The draft, the trades. Um, yeah. We'll be going through that. I guess our show will be probably going a weekly. So. Yeah, maybe me, we haven't spoken about it I guess maybe me, you and Macca can just do shows together once a week or something And uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah thank you very much for your contribution and uh, look That's forward right. to next year
1: Yeah, it'll be good um, we'll try and, I don't know, we'll relook at the way we we're doing the previews because there's a few things I sort of think are a bit tired and I want to change but um, yeah, and hopefully we'll get a bit more consistent, I think there might even be a possibility depending on what happens, we might get more guests in occasionally we've sort of stopped doing that this year but we might Try and schedule it a bit better next year, and actually let people know more than a month in advance when they're going to be on. Yeah, really good idea. I guess,
0: I guess, like Port Adelaide guests, I guess I've just been unfortunately so busy with work. Oh yeah, uh, I just haven't, I haven't had time to sort of harass the club and stuff to sort of chase up getting people on. But um, yeah, and I guess that's hopefully something we can work in over the off season if we can all work together. All the shows can work together as a team. Uh, to ease the workload on one person well then we might be able to uh, sort of get a bit more coordination and get players but obviously jackson's still part of our crew so we'll get jackson on still to provide some contribution for everybody and value and uh, yeah and for those who give a shit about the finals i hope you enjoy it because I, i don't care
1: Okay, and look, also I'd like just to thank all the people that are listening in on Spreaker Chat Live right now and of course the people who are listening on the podcast through iTunes, wherever else you get it from but it is nice to have the live listeners come in and tell me I'm an idiot and very occasionally agree with me so that's been very good. So um, I guess that's a wrap for previews for this year. Uh, As Rick said, we're going to be doing a few things in the off-season. Macca is putting in far too much work into your draft preview thing Uh, and I'm a bit behind on my part of it so uh, I've got a bit of work to do. Um, but thanks everyone for listening in, and I guess just to finish off, go port.
0: Power. Are you doing the Mad Monday with Macca on I Monday? Am,
1: I am going to get drunk for Mad Monday podcast. Yes.
0: Yeah. Shame I can't hear it, but please do get blasted.
1: I will. It'll be fun. <laughs>
0: Ciao everybody.
1: <laughs> All right, comforts. Power.
0: Punched away by Michael at ground level. Here's a chance for Stevens. Stevens goes high and long towards the goal square. Two, or two, two.